guys, welcome to Urban Excellence University. Today's guest is the founder and publisher emeritus of Inland Valley News. He's been an educator, the only African-American-owned aviation charter school, and founder of the Morrow Pancreatic Health Foundation. This Monday, January 6th, he will be hosting their monthly entrepreneur's breakfast under the auspices of Voice to Businessmen and just a host of other things that are taking place in this community. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome my guest, Tommy Morrow. Thank you for having me. So, Mr. Morrow, how is it that in an environment when people are pretty much doing the basic things that you decided that you wanted to go outside of the nine dots, if you will, to do the extraordinary. What is it about you? Where do you come from? Thank you for asking. I'm just a country boy from Alabama, grew up in Birmingham, out in the rural South. And I learned early from my mother and father that in order to soar, you need wings. And with the wings, you need the wind and to put all of those things together so that you can rise above whatever situation that you may be facing and to get to those places that most people don't reach. And I use the the wings and wind as a metaphor because our society tends to keep folk grounded. Mm. It perpetuates Uh, someone stepping on someone else to get where they're trying to go when the road is wide enough where all of us can get there reasonably around the same time. And so in our environment, we have an environment that is steeped in competition uh, instead of camaraderie. So to answer your question, I think that it would be from uh, growing up poor and rural and having parents that taught us to believe for the impossible. And they gave us wings to to do it. Believe in the impossible. So tell me about your parents. What was the example that they lived before you? What did they show you about business or life or achievement? My mother was the, the Christian in our home, and she actually lived her convictions and her faith. My father was spiritual. And (laughs) I say that in that he didn't commit the kind of moral interpretude as others, but he was not, uh, when I came along, he was not active in a local body. But I did hear him uh, uh, pray out loud on his way to bed. Mm. Things would be, difficult for him, I would hear him say, Lord, have mercy. So I know that he was spiritual. Mm -hmm. Uh, My mother uh, practiced a set of Christian principles that she actually lived by, and they were found in the Bible. So that's what what, uh, I saw coming up as as a child. So was your mother, was she a homemaker? Was was it was were you farmers or well tell me about your mother and, and the type of activities. My mother um, 
My mother was a quintessential visionary. She was a true entrepreneur. She was a stay-home mom. And um, she taught music to the community. She was a musician at uh, two of the local churches and taught music. And then when I was in junior high school, she started a community grocery store. And I saw how she treated the customers that would come. Mm-hmm. And if someone wanted to buy, for example, at the meat counter, if they wanted to buy uh, three slices of bacon, she would always add another slice to charge. Mm. So uh, I saw her uh, do more than what was expected and what was required as a way of life. Wow. And so what were the life lessons that she taught you? Oh, my goodness. They, <laughs> do you have time? They, they <laughs> oh, there are so Let's, many. How, can, can you give us top, top three? I, my top three lessons I learned from my mother, um, number one, she taught me faith. She taught me to believe. Uh, in God and to take God at his word and to trust him. And that uh, she taught me that I could rely on the principles found in scripture. She taught me faith. Number two, she taught me to never quit. She taught me to never give up. And, uh, and if I start a project, finish it. Okay. She taught me that. My mother taught me... Um, she taught me how to be resilient. Mm. You know, I, I saw her face some tremendous odds. Think about it. Um, having graduated near the top of her class, having earned an academic scholarship that she turned down to marry my father, mm. who kept oh. her pregnant. She Most, turned it down. She turned it down to marry my dad. Mm. And, um, and then once they got married, they began having children and children and children. And so she didn't get an opportunity to return to complete her formal education. And that drove in her to make sure that each of her children uh, would get uh, a college education and advanced degrees. And that's what happened. All 10 of us, my mother and father had 13 of us, 10 of us lived to be adults and all graduated from college, most with graduate and uh, most with graduate degrees and professional certifications, all college graduates. That's extraordinary. And um, so education is really important. I would. What, what's been the role that education has played in your life? I see that you have 30 years in education, and um, you are the you were launched the the only African American led aviation focused charter school. Can you share just a little bit about that? Education is called the great equalizer. Hmm. It's the great equalizer. And um, my parents taught us what you get in your head, 
no one can take it away. And to, to get the best education that is possible and become lifelong learners. And so with that, um, my oldest brother was a school teacher, school administrator. My next oldest brother, uh, school teacher, school administrator. My next brother, uh, he taught school for a little bit. He didn't like it. He joined the military, came back, and was a recruiter for the college. The next brother uh, was a biology teacher at the junior high school. And um, my younger brother uh, spent his career as a teacher and administrator in the school district. And I've had varied interests. I spent over 35 years in public education. Uh, Took a few years off to do some other things that were of interest to me. But um, in 2014, my younger brother and I started an aviation-focused charter high school in the city of San Bernardino. The only um, aviation-focused charter school founded by two brothers anywhere in the world. And we were so excited because we um, that school was approved the very first time we applied, and that is rare that a petition is accepted the first time it goes before the board. Uh, that and then I spent a number of years in the uh, Long Beach Unified School District, and uh, my longest tenure was in Pomona School District as teacher and teacher specialist. Wow. So two things I, I want to, to ask you about before we leave. One um, is the Inland Valley News. You are legendary in, in this portion of California. I'm going to go ahead and put this on. Pause. I'm pause. So the Inland Valley News, uh, you are legendary in this, in this area and this region for the incredible work and service that the Inland Valley News provides um, for the, what is it, 13, 13 cities between the 57 and the 15. Um, what was the impetus of starting the Inland Valley News? Well, there are, um, there are two responses to that question. There's a, a professional response that I give, and then there's a very personal response that I give to that question. Okay. Yellow Valley News is the only African-American-owned, legally adjudicated newspaper of general circulation targeted toward African-Americans between Los Angeles and San Bernardino. Been around going on uh, 29 years. Oh, you have a 30th anniversary come three decades almost. We're coming up. This will be our third census that we have participated in. I'm really excited uh, about that. The Inland Valley News has been the gateway for a number of other enterprises and it has afforded um, so many people to come through and launch their journalism and advertising careers uh, through the Inland Valley News. It is a staple in the community, one that the community looks forward to reading on a weekly basis. That publication now is being led by uh, Talise Morrow Middleton, who is uh, my baby girl and just really excited with the direction that she's taking 
the newspaper to reach uh, a new audience. As you know, the millennials are more online. And so she's blending the millennials with the Z generation and those that look forward to a publication that they can hold and hold on to. Excellent, excellent, excellent. And you have an event on uh, the first Monday of every month. Can you share with us, uh, with our listeners, um, what that's about? We have what's uh, called the Voice to Businessmen, which is a nonprofit organization uh, serving uh, young males in this valley. And out of that came a need for uh, young entrepreneurs to have some mentors to mentor them in their businesses to uh, help them not make the pitfalls that are made when one's not there to guide you through um, through the road to entrepreneurial success. Once a month, uh, we have what's called the Entrepreneur's Breakfast and where we invite uh, top entrepreneurs in to share their wisdom and their expertise and experience uh, with, uh, with us. And that's held once a month. And we've had some of uh, the brightest entrepreneurial minds in the, in the country to come and share with us. We've had uh, Reggie Webb, who is the owner of 16 McDonald's restaurants. He is partnering with Kidget, an electric charging station for cars. Uh, they have an organization called uh, Cooperative Economics. Uh, he came and shared. We've had out of Sacramento, one of the top civil rights attorneys in the country, uh, George Jones. And um, and we've had, um, uh, let's, let's talk about who we're having this coming Monday. Okay. Uh, which is top of mind, we're having Karen Valentine, who is a phenomenal workshop leader and speaker. His latest book is called uh, Beyond the Crack Generation, and it is being used in USC School of Social Work. So we're really excited to have him come and be a part of the Entrepreneur's Breakfast this coming Monday. Excellent. And how um, is there an RSVP or how would people be in contact with you to um, attend? We would love to have your audience come and members of your audience uh, come as uh, I don't know if we mentioned that this is a men's breakfast and the men that do bring wives or with them. Uh, there is a group. Uh, for women outside of the the meeting that is held for men. Excellent. And, and uh, the very first uh, one-year anniversary of the Entrepreneur's Breakfast. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. That is excellent. And many people, many anyone can get something started, but to keep it going and sustain it is is very, very rare. And so you are to be commended. And thank you. Thank you for uh, what you bring to our, not only the Inland Valley, but um, the Inland Empire and the greater Los Angeles region as a whole. Uh, before we go, we'd like to ask all of our 
guests, um, guests of excellence, if you will. Um, if you had to leave every all of your all of your your accomplishments, writings, and speeches disappeared, and you needed to leave three keys of excellence and doing well. What will your three keys for excellence be? Uh, that, that is a phenomenal question. Before I respond, I'd like to um, also ask your audience to help me reach 2,020 people with the message of pancreatic health uh, because um, our goal this year is to help people understand the contribution that the pancreas makes to the body and how they are to keep the pancreas healthy, to keep down illnesses that can uh, impair their life and cut their lives short. So uh, if you would share with your audience to get their pancreas checked, uh, their amylase and their lipase, L-I-P-A-S-C, easy blood tests to get and uh, encourage your doctors uh, to give you that test. Absolutely. Three keys to excellence. Is that was was that the question? Yes. I think excellence. Um, uh, excellence must be a. It must be a goal to be pursued. Mm-hmm. You must pursue excellence. So whatever you choose to do, the goal of doing that particular thing must be excellence. So. Your pursuit, you must pursue excellent, your goal, number number one, number two. Number one. Number two, uh, in order to uh, be excellent, to have excellence, uh, that there must be consistency. Mm. You must be consistent in that pursuit. You must, you can't quit. You got to, you, you must keep, uh, keep going, keep moving, keep moving forward. Um, and then, uh, I heard, uh, a lady minister the other night and she was talking about, um, one of the keys, um, of, of your life is having a life of gratitude. And I think if you're going to be excellent, you, you, you need to take gratitude along with you. And so if a person makes it their goal to pursue excellence, if they're consistent in the things that they do and that they have an attitude of gratefulness for the good and the bad and the indifferent, they will soar and live a life of excellence. And that was excellence. Well, on behalf of all of our listeners and um, the urban excellence community, I want to thank you for sharing your wisdom and indeed your your tips and strategies for all of us to tap into excellence in our own lives. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. This was Tommy Morrow with Inland Valley News, Morrow Pancreatic Health Foundation. Happens to be the senior pastor of Victory Community Church. And for more information, visit inlandvalleynews.com or vccupland.org and moral pancreatic health
www.thepurposeofgiving.org. Thank you for turning, tuning in, and we look forward to you on our next podcast. Bye-bye. Thank you.